Welcome to Diamond Blind. It takes incredible strength to become an artist. The ones at the top shine like diamonds, but success isn't easy. We sacrifice our time, health, sanity, dignity, and sometimes even our lives in the name of our art. Are we diamond blind? Join me, your host, Michael Cruz, and my friends as we discuss the stories of the gems that stumbled on the way up and discover the hidden cost of following your dreams. Diamond Blind and our cast of artists will discuss such issues as mental health, drug and alcohol abuse, discrimination, assault, sexual assault, murder, and various other crimes in the entertainment industry. Music brought to you by Chad Crouch of Sound of Picture. Yay! (laughs) Episode two or three. We haven't decided yet. But anyways, today I'm joined by Miranda. Hi, everyone. So I want to make a couple announcements before we get into this. I know I said that the next episode would be about a gangster pimp. I lied to you. Um, I want to do that episode after I've introduced each of the hosts individually. So for this episode, we're doing something a little different. But the Gangster Pimp episode is coming. Uh, It's just going to be two or three episodes down the line. It's worth waiting for, I've been told. Oh, for sure worth waiting for. And then also, I'm not an idiot, heroin and cocaine both come from plants. Just want to open up with that. (laughs) (laughs) I, last episode, um, Dejan said that they are synthetic and i'm sure that they're made synthetically now but they are technically originally derived from plants i mean yeah that makes sense to me just wanted to come out and say that i know this now i googled it (laughs) but yeah so hopefully this will also come out before uh halloween and in which case what are your halloween plans what are you feeling I honestly have no idea. I've been working so much I haven't thought about it. Um, I know that we're going to go on the haunted drive-through experience. Um, Oh my god. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm excited. I keep forgetting and I'm like, we can't forget (laughs) because, you know, like we have tickets to this thing that's going to be very nice and hopefully socially distant and great. Uh, So it'll be nice to like do something outside of like being in our homes and stuff. but also being safe and responsible. I'm vaguely terrified to do this because we have to drive through it and the drive, like the speed limit's three miles per hour. And we played Phasmophobia yesterday and yes, I ran out of that house because it breathed in my ear. From what I understand, I think it's going to be like, we're going to drive and then they're going to be like, okay, stop here. And then we like put the car in park and then they scare us. And then it's like, okay, good, good job. We scared you. Keep going. Go to the next place. So it's not I like, hope it's like a that. consistent drive through where like you just are hoping People are you like don't walking scream. around the car. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be a huge liability <laughs> issue for people oh, like us just running people over. <laughs> exactly i don't handle scary stuff on the best of days and we're booked for like nighttime yeah it's like 9 30 or some shit it's gonna be scary (laughs) excited but terrified yes exactly exactly i was gonna say something about 
the rabbits, but now I've forgotten. Oh, no, I remember. They have successfully removed the baby gate at least once. Rude. I know. And, like, again, my apartment's not exactly the most well-made, but I was really hoping this baby gate would solve some of my issues. It works for the most part, but every time I go to the bathroom, they come and stare at me. Uh, And it's a little awkward. (laughs) I mean, that's what my cats do, so... They didn't used to do this. <laughs> They're just like, how dare you go over the baby gate? This is it. We're going to watch you uncomfortably. <laughs> They're beady black eyes. But you've been working on a film set. Yes, I have. Just tell us a little bit about that. Um, yes, I've been working on a film as a wardrobe PA for the past couple weeks, kind of taken on in the last minute kind of situation as things often happen in the industry um primarily just doing returns that's pretty much it yeah just returning all the things that we don't want to use it's really an exciting job yeah it's so exciting (laughs) (laughs) no but it is it is going to be a really cool film i i love the concept Uh, i love the team and i'm excited to see it when it comes out uh it's just like it's one of those jobs that when you're an audience member you don't think exists you think that like everything is cool and exciting and it's on set and you're running and you're making and you're doing things but it's like there are so many other support roles that exist within the industry that are just as vital to the production yay film knowledge (laughs) film (laughs) no i mean it's crazy working on set it's a lot more there's a lot more going on than you think Mm. is when you're watching a movie or something like that or you're me and you passed out during the five-hour session to record a fight scene yeah that sounds about right yeah after three days of no sleep yeah and it was like already midnight and we're still recording like filming the fight scene and i just i passed out straight (laughs) up i don't blame you (laughs) Because they weren't, like, having me check the costumes between takes because it's a fight scene. Mm -hmm. And it, like, it really didn't matter because she, like, it was a fight scene. Mm -hmm. That's all I can really tell you. But I basically had nothing to do but wait until the actress was done. And I just couldn't stay awake. Like, my (laughs) body was done. Well, yeah, you were working like crazy. Like you're saying, not getting any sleep. It's like you just your body was like i need to sleep now it's gonna happen it's like shutting down this is it this is the end but yeah so i hope assuming this comes out before halloween that everyone has amazing halloween plans Mm -hmm. my personal plans are to do a halloween town movie marathon very nice that's currently what i'm thinking and then i've been trying to watch uh shitty horror movies and I ended up watching, and I wanted to talk about it, um, The Haunting of Bly Manor or something like that. I'm not entirely sure what the exact title is, but it is on Netflix. And it was just a really lovely show. I mean, it was a horror like TV show, so it was fucking scary sometimes. But it was lovely in that there was just a really well-written LGBTQ couple. And nice. I just, I cried for them. And it wasn't like... Sorry, my cats are yelling at the bedroom door. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was like, what? 
open i have no door <laughs> i live in a studio apartment <laughs> i sent it to the troy but he's discord it's fine <laughs> i'm like trying to listen and like be like can you just please open the door um i was so confused it was just like i have two doors in my apartment <laughs> One of them is to the bathroom, and the other one is my front door. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying uh, if you wanted to start over. Oh, yeah, Bly Manor, Haunting of Bly Manor. There was just a really lovely LGBTQ couple, and they were there was, like, a monologue that was lit as fuck, and then they just... I've been reading so many things, because I have nothing better to do in quarantine, so I have decided to take it upon myself to read... Every single yaoi that is on manga go, because uh, I can. Right. Well, anything that's complete. I'm not reading incomplete shit, and nothing over 12 chapters. So not everything. But so many of them are bad. Just so many of them, I'm sitting there like, this was written by a straight white person who doesn't know shit. Well, not a white person, but a straight <laughs> person who doesn't know shit. Gotcha. And so it was nice to just see a normal ass couple that wasn't toxic as shit to each other where no one got raped. It was great. Yeah, just like, you know, normal people in love with each other and having a developing story of romance. Yeah, that sounds exactly. like, you know, that sounds like normal life and how it should be portrayed. <laughs> Not dramatic, toxic bullshit. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Uh, remember in Glee? All of the really toxic LGBTQ couples in there. Love that. See, I heard a lot about that growing up. And I just was like, that doesn't sound interesting to watch. I'm just not going to watch that. I never did. (laughs) My parents watched it. And because my parents watched it, I would end up watching it. Because they, like, we would eat together at the TV. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if I particularly liked it or not. I just remember watching it and being like, he seems like an asshole. I don't know why you're dating him. <laughs> I guess there weren't a lot of options. <laughs> Clearly not. I think it was like set in like some rural town or whatever. Mm. So I'm not overly surprised, but we can do better. It's 2020. Absolutely. Well, it wasn't 2020 then. It was. It is now. But so I'm glad to see some quality writing here. Absolutely. So I hope Netflix keeps it up because that was really great. And they were like the main couple Mm -hmm. as well. And it was just wholesome. It was just really wholesome. Nice. I'll have to check it out for sure. I I strongly recommend. And so away from wholesome things. Yes, of course. Are you ready? I guess I'm as ready as I'll ever be. So you used to work... In New York, right? On for the theater. a very short period of time, yes. <laughs> like very New York great. City, yes. <laughs> so, did you hear about West Side Story, like the revival? Yes, I have heard a little bit. I I know there were some things that were going on happening with that. Um, That's what we're gonna talk about. I have a short term brain, so I don't a hundred percent remember. <laughs> I have an elephant brain, so mm. we're. This was the first thing that popped up in my head when I was like, I'm going to do this podcast. This was the first thing that I was like, we should talk about this. Gotcha. Okay. Because it pisses me off. Yeah, I remember being pissed off. I just don't remember (laughs) about what. So I'm excited to relearn that. (laughs) All right. Because it's going to be a ride. So we're going to start with 
Miss Alexandra Waterbury. She's from Old Forge, New York, and she trained at the School of American Ballet. Mm-hmm. And she is a fashion model, and she goes to school in New York City right now. Okay. I did not put what school was on here, and it really isn't that important. Okay. So, in 2016 until 2018, she was in a relationship with a one Chase Finley. She was 18 at the time of their relationship, and he was, like, a good amount older than her. Okay. I don't have, because I'm an idiot, how old he was, but he was older than her. Okay. I refuse... And I just want to say that if you look up these people on Wikipedia, she's got three sentences, and they have, like, full-ass, like, biographies. That's all I gotta say. Okay. Anyways. Good context. Good context. (laughs) He would take like photos and videos of her without her knowing about it while they were in a relationship and he would save those on his laptop and he would share those photos and potentially videos i don't have actual court documents stating that he did share videos but they did exist and he was sharing a lot of things so i wouldn't be surprised if he was sharing that as well Mm mm-hmm He was sharing those with other male dancers in the company that they both worked in, which was the New York City Ballet. Right. Yes. And he, along with two other principal dancers, um, had text group messages where they would send these photos of, like, dancers that they slept with. Yeah. (laughs) Anger. They would, like, exchange nudes and stuff like that in this group chat. And she didn't know about it, Mm -hmm. but this group chat was not pleasant. And he had several of them. It wasn't just with these three principal dancers. He had another one with a donor and a couple others. Um, These were not, like, mm, if you read some of the stuff, I have a... I have a quote from a, the donor that he had a group chat with, mm-hmm. and it's unpleasant. So I'm just going to go in with that. Okay. I bet we could tie some of them up and abuse them, like farm animals. And our illustrious Mr. Finley decided to reply with, or like the sluts they are. Of course. Yup. And so she would have never found out about this, except for the fact that she needed to send an email, and she didn't have her stuff, so she asked if he could, she could use his laptop, mm-hmm. and he gave her the password, and Homeboy had his messages just out. Just open on, on the browser, just chilling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Otherwise, she would have never fucking known. And this isn't, like, the first time he had caused issues in general, Mm -hmm. but she did end up complaining about it to the New York City Ballet. They basically said that they weren't going to do anything originally, and so she ends up suing him. Gotcha. Yeah, and the New York City Ballet. Okay, I was going to say, they need to be a little bit responsible and involved here, I think, because this is happening in the work environment. (laughs) Exactly. Which, mm, (laughs) their argument is lovely. But they basically said that because it happened off of, like, 
the work environment time and property mm-hmm. they were like well it's not like what they do in their personal life isn't about us which is no. interesting <laughs> interesting she ends up filing a suit and basically calls them out saying that they had created and fostered an environment where the male people in the company could use and abuse the females without any like threat of consequence. Right. And they were like, we didn't do that. But also, earlier that year, and this is 2018, okay. Finley and other members of the ballet threw a party in a hotel room. They had underage girls there whom, according to a quote, they piled with drugs and alcohol. Oh, God. And they ended up just fucking up the hotel room. And the hotel ended up charging $150,000 in damages. Jeez. Yup. And the host of the party had to pay for the repairs. But otherwise, the New York City, City Ballet was just like... I don't see why this is an issue. And at the time that they, like, realized they had to pay this money, did they also know that there were underage girls there? Or was or was this a fact that was found out later? I think this... I, do, I honestly don't think that they asked. Okay. Because... They just were like, oh, yeah, you just had a crazy party. You had a good time, whatever. We don't care to even know. Exactly. Gotcha. The only thing that they were told was to confine such behavior to New York City where it would, quote, be easier to control. Wow. Yeah. Which means not to stop the behavior. Right. Just do it on our turf so that we can take care of it. Exactly. That's terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. Yup. So, basically, she's going through... The actions, trying to get them to be held accountable by the New York City Ballet. The ballet is like, these are three of our principal dancers. I think at the time, they only had like 12 Mm. for male principal dancers. Well, yeah. Which isn't a lot, I guess. But if three of them are trash, then you have nine principal dancers. Right, exactly. Eventually... The three of them, and I'm going to name them all now, and I'm just going to open up with, I have no fucking clue how to pronounce these names. I'm doing my best. Okay. <laughs> I will also try to do my best. <laughs> uh, so we have Amar Ramazar and Zachary Catazaro. Kat- okay. So I'm going to call them Amar and Zachary. Because I can good. pronounce those. That sounds good. <laughs> and then... Finley is going to be Finley. Okay. So those who everyone, that's who the people are now. That's when I'm talking about them. Those are the names I'm using. Sounds good. So they were eventually suspended from the ballet without pay for violating norms of conduct. And this was after she had started legal proceedings. Um, Before legal proceedings, there really wasn't anything happening. Right. Because they didn't really care. Exactly. Mr. Finley, his lawyer was like, it's nothing but a mass of allegations and nothing is fact. But she had the text conversations because you left your laptop open, sir. Right. And did she did she take that information? Like, did she have that obtained or like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She had that. Okay. And so an NBC 
spokesperson or the NYC New York City ballet spokesperson said that everything was like the lawsuit was baseless, that mm-hmm. they hadn't condoned or fostered anything and that they had investigated the matter and taken immediate and appropriate action. Yeah. I don't know sure. about immediate, but okay. I'm like, sure. Sure, 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 sure. And mind you, this isn't even this like the first time that year. Right. That sexual accusations of sexual harassment had been thrown around at the company. Like, not even that year. Right. That year, Peter Martins was their He's basically, like, the creative director. In theater, you have, like, the creative director or artistic director or whatever, and he picks what everyone's doing for the year, like, what plays or whatever. Mm -hmm. That was this guy. He had to go into early retirement because (laughs) of an investigation into his alleged sexual misconduct. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I believe that was, like, in the January-ish area of the year okay. that he went on leave. Early winter. Yup. So he was 71. He was placed on leave after an anonymous letter was published accusing him of verbal and physical abuse. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be a disruption to the ballet, so he retired during his investigation, although he said that nothing would come of it. I wonder fucking why. Mm-hmm. So he began his career at the New York City Ballet in 1967. He was a good ballet dancer. Like, he was good. Um, he wasn't as good a choreographer as he was a dancer, though. Gotcha. But that didn't stop him from somehow uh, taking over the ballet when the previous artistic director essentially died. Okay. And in around 1983, that's like the first time you start hearing about him using his position to get sexual favors in order to hand out roles. Yeah, that's not great. That's not how you should be doing things, sir. No. And so there were a lot of this, like there was a lot of this going around, but there were three instances in particular that like dancers in the company really remember um but in general he just wasn't a great person he grabbed one of his principal uh dancers in a by the neck in like a headlock after i don't know entirely but he was displeased with whatever this guy had done and he like put him in a headlock and was just being really aggressive In 1992, he was charged with third-degree assault against his wife. He had beaten her and thrown her across a room. She ended up getting her ankles hurt, which, like, for a dancer, like, your feet are your life. That's very serious. Exactly. And she wasn't just his wife. She was one of the leading female dancers in the company. Oh, man. They ended up divorcing, but she did drop those charges against him the next day. He spent a night in jail after that. He also had a stormy relationship with Heather Watts, who was another principal dancer. Mm -hmm. One principal dancer, John Clifford, claims that he saw him pick her up and slam her into a cement wall. 
another principal dancer by the name of Gelsley Kirkland watched Martin's drag Watts up and down a flight of stairs. And she recounted that in um, a memoir. And a former child dancer, Victor Ostrowski, was 12 years old when Martins grabbed him by the neck and started screaming at him in front of the whole company. He thought he was getting killed. He literally thought he was going to die. It's unacceptable. And the fact he that it's happened quitting. so many times consistently and no one had felt comfortable or safe enough to speak out is very exactly. unfortunate. He ended up quitting, like, that child act dancer. And then he mentions it, and he I think he mentioned it during the investigation. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no one can co- corroborate that story. And he was just like, I was literally held by my neck in front of the company, and you're telling me no one remembers? Yeah, that sounds Seems- like no one is uh, safe enough to remember. <laughs> yup. And... And it doesn't just end at his behavior towards the dancers. He would change plays and dances to include sexual abuse and physical abuse against women. Things that wouldn't have otherwise had physical abuse, he would add. That's very concerning and unusual. (laughs) It's not a normal, stable human being choice. No, no. And so, unfortunately, there was no criminal investigation. The investigation was conducted by the New York City Ballet, Mm. and it was handled by an outside counsel by the name of Barbara Hoey. Unfortunately, for the rest of us, Hoey's report is not going to be released publicly ever, apparently, because that would make it too obvious that they were lying through their teeth because they basically said he didn't do shit you don't get dragged to the fucking police department like he spent a night in jail for abusing his wife and he did that like in the 80s right like this was in the 80s i feel like domestic abuse was kind of a normal thing back then and most of the time it never got to the point where you were in jail yeah, it was it was it was more normalized. It wasn't you know, you didn't talk about it as much and stuff like that. So for something to actually transpire feels yeah, like a big warning sign. Exactly. And a lot of the people who were questioned by Hoey basically were like she worded the questions to make it seem like you're the crazy one. <laughs> like Mm. But this didn't happen. Yep. Which is coercion, but it's fine. Gaslighting, coercion. We love it. We fucking love it. I mean, I don't think we do, but I digress. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing great. Mm -hmm. And at this time, and like, this was not just a, well, this was in the 80s thing. Mm -hmm. A modern dancer by the name of Jeffrey F. Edwards, told Times that he was physically abused by Martins, lodged a complaint to the company's general manager and the union, and nothing happened. Wow. 
the company had no human resources department. They had no one keeping anyone accountable. And so nothing happened. Makes a little more sense as to why all of these things are happening and nothing is being resolved because there's not even the system there for people to like be supported and to be safe. Exactly. Since this is happening in the same year as Mr. Finley and Amar and Zachary, you can imagine that they don't think that shit is going to be... Like, they're like, we're fine. Yeah, I mean, that's the culture that they were essentially raised their career in. So, of course, they're cocky and they think they're fine. And, of course, he would just leave his messages open on his computer because what does it matter? He's going to be fine. Yep. 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 (laughs) (laughs) After the suspension, the... All of them end up actually being fired because at this point other female members of the company were like oh we can say things now well we don't feel comfortable working with them good i'm glad that they were able to speak up yup 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 unfortunately amar and zachary decided to release public statements that i don't love i'm gonna Mm. recap them for you i couldn't find one for finley which is fine. He doesn't appear to have a uh, social media account anymore. I did okay. try to find that. It either got deleted or he never had one to begin with, which I highly doubt. Right. So in Zachary's statement, he says that he wasn't involved. But if he was involved, the like because the union says that it was off hours, he shouldn't be held accountable for it because it wasn't work-related. That is mm, bullshit. If you're going to try to say that you didn't do it and then your backup is, but if I did do it, it wouldn't matter. That (laughs) you're not helping yourself there at all. Nope. Uh, He went on to say that he shouldn't be held accountable for conversations held in private and the intent was never to harm or embarrass anyone. I don't know about that one apologizes in his statement not once does he apologize not even just like a sympathy like it's so terrible like what they had to go through just not even a man i wasn't involved but if that had happened to me boy oh boy would i feel bad right like i can understand why they're upset none of that none (laughs) he spends most of it Bemoaning the fact that his career was ruined by false accusations and not from him being a massive shit stick. Oh, God. It's like, <laughs> God forbid you conduct yourself in a manner where no one has to keep you accountable. Right. Maybe if you weren't a douchebag, your career would be fine. Exactly. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... So self-centered. Every single part of that statement was just him being like, I'm innocent and it's ridiculous and my career is being tossed aside by some woman who doesn't know shit. And I'm just sitting there like, you're full of it. It makes sense, though, because, like, how could someone who, like, is not self-centered and, like, has empathy and has sympathy, how could someone, if they're a sympathetic, empathetic, understanding person, do such horrible things and exploit 
their fellow coworkers. You know what I mean? Like, you can't expect a, a sympathetic response from someone who has proven that they don't care what their actions are doing to other people. So True. I'm not surprised. <laughs> not surprised, just vastly disappointed. Oh, absolutely. We're getting into the real, real fun one. Okay. Or on Amar's statement. Gotta love Amar. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> he says that the real fact is I was not in any way part of a group chat that people have erroneously linked to me based on the allegations of a lawsuit. The disturbing comments about women being farm animals, sluts, abused, raped, and tied up are not my words and will never be. It also needs to be said that I do not possess more than one female New York City ballet dancer's photo. All of the photos are of a single consenting adult, and the photos that were sent to me I have not circulated. The messages exchanged between Mr. Finley and myself were private and sent on personal time outside of work, as New York City Ballet stated. Which is interesting. Right, because he spent all this time saying how he wasn't involved in any of it. But, you know, he does have some pictures, but they're consenting, I promise. And also, yes, I did talk with Finley, but, like, you know, that doesn't matter because it was on our own time. Like, he just backtracked himself. (laughs) I, my favorite is that he says that he doesn't possess more than one female New York City Ballet Dancer's photo, but he does admit that the photos were sent to him, which means he has multiple. (laughs) Yeah, I, and I think also the issue is that it's like, it's okay if you have like more than one person's pictures, if they're all consenting, like the fact that he tries to specifically be like, oh yeah, it's only one person, I swear. It just, it doesn't seem like necessary information and it seems a bit odd. (laughs) My, my other point is that the photos are of a single consenting adult. I'm sure it's fine. Like, you're fine to have photos of someone who's consented to having that photo taken. What isn't fine is when you send those photos to other fucking people. And notice, he says that the photos that were sent to him, he didn't circulate. Not that he didn't circulate photos. But that he didn't circulate the ones that were sent to him. (laughs) I I just... I feel like the recurring theme here is that, like, they think silence is not an answer, but silence is an answer. And when you're involved in something and you're receiving things that you know are wrong, just because you were silent does not mean that you are not a guilty party. Like, you need to speak up and you need to say, hey, this isn't okay. Don't do this and don't involve me in it. But he didn't say those things. I'm assuming. And therefore, in his silence, he is essentially consenting to further partake in this unfortunate incident. Not only is he being complicit in silence about the photos that were sent to him, in court documents on May 21st of 2018, he sent photos. Yeah, well, I figured. Bare-breasted <laughs> photos of a female dancer in the company to finley after he requested that amar send me that pic of her he shared two more pictures with finley the same day yeah so 
he's not just being silent about it. He's participating in it. Yeah, he's exactly like that's you know enough to know that it's wrong, but you're still doing it and you don't expect to be held accountable for it, which is blowing my mind. And just because that person consented to having that picture or taking that picture and giving it to you does not mean that they're also consenting for you to give that picture to other people. Especially since you're sending them to people that you they all work with. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's sent outside of work. You're sending it to people you work with. That is a work environment. Yes. That's still part of the work environment. The physical location is not the only thing that you are working with people. Absolutely. It's just, we love. And we also love the American Guild of Musical Artists. Because mm-hmm. they're trash. Tell me more. <sighs> they defended and fought for... Zachary and Amar to be reinstated at the ballet. Of course. Their termination was challenged on April 19th of 2019. A union arbitrator ruled against their firing and ordered them to be reinstated. Mind you, at this time, she's still a member of the fucking union. Alexandra Waterbury is a member of the union, the same as these two other guys. Right. And the union's like, yeah, but, like, they don't deserve to have their fucking jobs taken from them because they decided to sexually harass another member of the union. That's, yeah, they're not they're not protecting all of their members. And nope. by them having them reinstated is not protecting them. You know, it's just, it's a gross, you know, miss, I can't think of the word, but they... <sighs> have misguided ideas of what they should be doing (laughs) exactly it's just a mess all around all around an unpleasant situation and to really put salt into the wounds they decide to reinstate zachary and amar in april of 2019 in july of 2019 it becomes a class a misdemeanor to send nudes that you've gotten to other people. So does anything, so does the case reopen or anything? Well, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> I just want to go come out here and say, it mm-hmm. takes time to make a law. Yeah. Like, it's not like you just wake up one day and you're like, oh, you know what I'm going to do this week? I'm going to make it a law to send nudes when it's not consensual. Like, that, that should be wrong. That right. It's not like they read been... the newspaper about this specific story and was like, I need to change a law right now. Exactly. That had to have been going on for a while now. And I find it hard to believe that an arbitrator or a lawyer wouldn't have known that this was happening. Oh, absolutely. So my thought is, what if they fucking rushed this arbitration so that people couldn't turn around and say... It's a fucking misdemeanor. It's a mm-hmm. crime. Right now, like, at the time, it wasn't a crime. So all she could do was hold them in civil court. She couldn't, gotcha. like, hold them accountable in, like, a I'm going to send you to jail kind of way. Or they're going to have a charge on their permanent record kind of way. Like, all she could do was be like, you're a piece of shit and I'm suing you. 
Okay. Not like I need to charge you with a crime. Exactly. Okay. I see. Because there, there just wasn't the law behind it. Right. And so... I, I absolutely believe that they... I'm, I'm sure those lawyers knew what was coming and the, the odds of that passing. And they were like, we just have to deal with it now. We just exactly. have to push it through. Because they don't want to so, lose. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. The idea is that these two dancers are so important or whatever that it doesn't matter what they've done, which is ridiculous. But they want to get him back on stage because, God forbid, we hold people accountable. Yep. And so he ends up going back to the New York City Ballet. Amar does. Okay. Zachary, for his part, has the decency to not go back. So he still isn't, he hasn't done anything as far as I can tell. But Amar is a shameless piece of shit and he just walked right back in there like he owned the place. Ugh. Yeah. Is he still there now? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yep, 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 yep. He still, to this day, has not apologized. He called it a learning experience. Oh. <laughs> yep. That's Hasn't taken responsibility for his actions whatsoever. Like, it's a mess. And on top of that, on top of that, in July of 2019, okay. the same month like that the law passes that makes this a misdemeanor, he ends up getting cast in West Side Story. Okay. And it's like it's a massive production. Yeah. It's the new revival. Everyone was really excited about it. And he gets cast in a leading role the same month that his actions become a misdemeanor. People are not happy. I wonder why. Yeah. Just a massive oversight by the casting people, but they don't admit it. His girlfriend comes out and is just like, well, his he's like what he did was fine. It's fine because he apologized to me and I think it's okay. But it's not just you involved, bitch. Yeah, no, I'm glad that he apologized to you, apparently, but he needs to make a lot more apologies. Like, it wasn't just the fact that he shared your nude. It's the fact that he received other people's nudes and then exchanged those nudes with your nude. Yep. (laughs) You're not the only one in this story. I just, his girlfriend is nuts. I mean, I can't make any presumptions about the power dynamic that the two of them being together could create in their careers, but that's what I'm envisioning. I imagine. That's the only thing. Like, she has to be brainwashed or something by this man. It's possible. I just... So self-centered and so dismissive of other people's pain. Absolutely. And speaking of self-centered and dismissive, Mm -hmm. the producers Scott Rudin, Barry Diller, and David Geffen, who were the ones basically in charge of casting and stuff like that, didn't care. Didn't care at all. Because he does admit to sending the nudes. He has, at this point, at least admitted to having sent them and to having received nudes. Mostly because he can't say that he could, didn't because it's literally in court statements. <laughs> right. 
But he admitted to it. But just complete apathy in the way that he admitted to it. Just, yeah. Okay, you got me. I don't... Yeah, I did the thing. Yep, basically. And then, like, theater fans are pissed. And they were just like... I'm going to read the statement as it was originally uh, sent out. Okay. There was an edit later. Okay. <laughs> the West Side Story Company stands, as it always has stood, with Amar Ramsar. While we support the right of assembly enjoyed by the protesters, the alleged incident took place in a different workplace, the New York City Ballet, which has no affiliation of any kind with West Side Story. And the dispute in question has been both fully educated and definitively concluded according to the specific rules of that workplace, as mandated by the union that represents the parties in that incident. Mr. Ramazar is a principal dancer in good standing at the New York City Ballet. He is also a member in good standing of both the AGMA, which is the representing company of the New York City Ballet, and the Actors' Equity Association, which is the company representing West Side Story. There is zero consideration being given to his potentially being terminated from this workplace, as there has been no transgression of any kind ever in this workplace. Uh, The West Side Story Company does not, as a practice, terminate employees without cause. There is no cause here. The West Side Story Company's relationship to Mr. Ramzar is completely private to that company and exists solely between Mr. Ramzar and his fellow company members. He's a valued colleague who is who was hired to play a principal role in this production, which he is doing brilliantly, and which he will continue to do for the entire unabated length of his agreement. We are aligned with Actors' Equity in its support of Amar's employment eligibility and his appearance in our production of West Side Story. Yeah. It just, (laughs) it feels like when they hired him, they just, either they knew about what was happening but didn't really care because this is is always what's happening within the company or they just didn't know but i I think it's the first one i think it's just that like yeah they knew he did he was sharing these nudes and he was being inappropriate but like everybody does that it's just the culture like they they went through the court system like it's over now like it just it was a non-issue for them to hire him and that's what this statement feels like they're like, there is no issue. I don't understand why you think there's an issue. Exactly. He's doing this job. And they definitely knew. I mean, it was a massive story. I had plenty of articles mm. that I was looking at. Like, it was covered everywhere. Because the New York City Ballet is a massive company. Right. I do want to say that the statement was later changed to say the West Side Story management not company, because company implies cast and crew. Oh. Company means everyone working on the show. And they had to change that to management. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, they didn't leave that in there. There was an edit, like, at the bottom, they said, we have been told to change this to management. <laughs> Which means... Some motherfucker was like, absolutely not. You're not going to include me in this. Yeah, absolutely. And it had to have been rather serious for them to actually change it. Well, because they can, I mean, I don't know law very well, but I'm sure if they're saying that the company all agrees with this statement and then people within the company don't actually, that seems like, that seems like you can't just make a statement about what people believe and agree with 
if they mm-hmm. don't, like, that's false information. They definitely didn't check before they sent out that statement. And then people probably came up to management and were like, what the fuck? They were like, we are not included in this statement. Like, I need to be removed from this narrative. Yeah. And that wasn't the only person. That wasn't the only time that that okay. statement got a little picked at. Okay. In a statement, Actors' Equity said, As is customary, Actors' Equity had no awareness of the casting decisions for West Side Story before the cast was publicly announced. Equity did not communicate support, in quotations, to the employer about any members of the company as a part of the hiring process. Equity will continue to hold all employers to their legal obligations to maintain a safe and harassment-free environment. I want all members wherever they might work, to know that they can contact their business representative wherever there is any kind of problem in the workplace or use the equity hotline to anonymously report problems in their workplace. Basically, equity was like, we didn't say shit. We don't endorse this. Yeah. We can't make them stop, but also we would. (laughs) Yeah, if we could do something, we would. Which is wild. So you've got... Two, like, the company itself being like, you need to retract the statement. And then Equity being like, yeah, we didn't, that, they called us out by name, but we don't know them like that. Yeah. At this point, you'd think they'd know they fucked up. (laughs) But no, they fucking stuck to their guns. They refused to even entertain the idea of dismissing him. Didn't even come up. And it's not like it didn't affect the rest of the company. It's not like it didn't affect everyone. Because they're they're not allowed to do individual bows. When it opened in 2020, Mm -hmm. there were so many boos and so much anger from the audience that they were no longer allowed to have individual bows. He fucked it up for everyone. Wow. I can't imagine having to, like, be in that environment and to be cast in a role trying to give everything that I have on stage and then ending my night with being booed. But, like, boos that are justified and, like, that's just – that must feel so horrible. I think – Beyond that, it's just, like, imagine working so hard your entire life and not sexually harassing people in your work environment and being a genuinely decent person Mm -hmm. and landing a massive role for the revival of a massively, wildly popular play only to have it shat on by some dipshit who decided, I am entitled to the universe and it will give me what I want. Yeah, and not only just that individual, but also, like, the company that has hired you and given you this role is supporting him. And, like, actors are not rich people, especially not, like, a very small portion of actors make enough money to be like, well, I don't want to do this job, so I'm going to leave now. Right. So it's not like they can just be like, well, this guy's being a douchebag, and I don't want to work with him. They're pretty much stuck there. And even if it's not a financial issue that would deter them away, just the fact of, like, 
well, I can't turn down this role or I can't turn down this opportunity because I might seem ungrateful or I might seem like I can't work with people or, you know what I mean? You're worried that turning down that role might reflect on your character and thus impact your future career. And that's not okay. I mean, you could very easily get blacklisted. Yeah. For dropping a role like that. Easily. And so everyone's fucking trapped there with him mm-hmm. on this burning ship. And there's protests outside every night. And it's not like they're wrong. No. At, at no point are they wrong. He ended up having to exit out a different exit every night with a bodyguard. He wasn't allowed to use the actors and exit. Like I just I like not even at this point does the company, the management rather second guess themselves and be like man maybe for even just profit purposes we should you know yeah come around i believe i read somewhere that like every night when he comes out on stage booze yeah just like during the performance and honestly i like i kind of hope that like if we do start up again and the production goes back on stage Mm-hmm. I hope we pull a Trump rally and get all of the tickets and then no one shows up to the show. So they just end up performing to an empty house. Yeah. I, I mean, want that to happen to him. I wonder what would feel worse, an empty house or a house full of booze. I'm not really sure. I guess maybe it's a personal preference kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> just mix it up, though, this time. Empty audience. I just feel like he's so self-centered and so about himself that... For him to play an empty sold out show. <laughs> yeah. Because at the very least, if people are there booing, they still paid money to come see you. They're still giving him attention. Right. They're still giving him their time and energy. But if they are just like, I've got X dollars to spare fucking up your night, and I'm going to just go and watch fucking Hocus Pocus at home, like, it's a great. much better night, to be honest. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait a little while before fucking Broadway gets their shit together and we get to see what happens next on that front. Yes. Hopefully better things to come. Yes. I have a favorite quote from Mm -hmm. Waterbury. She is a gem. So she's got a quote. Okay. Even if you manage to escape the criminal justice system... You will never escape Google. So good luck tonight. This could be your last debut. Literally break a fucking leg on his opening night. It's a gem. I read that and I was like, can I be friends with you? Can I just, (laughs) can we chill? Because I vibe with that mood so hard. Yep. (laughs) Literally break a fucking leg. (laughs) Response of a lifetime. And she is planning on filing another court case. She is working with her lawyer to put together enough evidence that they can take it to criminal proceedings. Good. And get this man fucked up. Yeah, make him accountable for the things that he's done. Exactly. Absolutely. Because clearly the union isn't doing it. No. And that's supposed to be their job. They're supposed to be there to protect their people their members and yeah i'm so sorry to to her and to everyone else that they failed because 
they haven't done anything. I mean, okay, so the New York City Ballet does have an HR department. Now, another thing that I didn't mention is that the donor that said all of those awful things, they took all of the money that he had donated over the years and they re-donated it to a, like, women's organization. I don't remember exactly which one, but the New York City Ballet was like, we're not going to keep any of his money. He's no longer allowed to donate to the ballet. And he, like, we took all of his money and re-donated it to, like, a women's organization so it can go to people who he's hurt, basically. Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent response. And I hope that they truly mean it and they're not just saying it for clout or for press. Yeah. Well, they definitely did it to rebrand um, because they did host a, uh, like, a gala thing or whatever. And they had a bunch of their female performers come up and do like solo performances and Mm -hmm. um that's when they announced that they had re-donated the money and that they were like adding an hr department or whatever and i think they did one other hr department it just blows my mind the fact that they didn't think that they needed that at any point oh goodness like you've been around for how long and hr departments have been around for how long yeah but i just i have personal grievances with the with the fucking union right now just because like you're supposed like (sighs) the unions in theater already suck Mm. just in general like as far as like the amount of like abuse in theater like work abuse yes just in general of like overworking your employees and stuff like that and not paying them enough for the work that they're doing let alone the hours that they're working yes is already a prevalent issue but the fact that you can't even protect your employee that's getting harassed it's like what are you even doing then like what's the point of you i can't count on you for wages and proper work hours like you can't hold people accountable and you're not holding companies accountable so what are you doing absolutely it's just we love unions they're our favorite we do love unions, just not ones that are run in a corrupt manner. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we love unions that, like, actually do what they say that they're going to do, actually protect workers. Please support unions that are good. Yes. And I if think that's you- why we're having these conversations is because we need to dismantle corruption in all of its forms. Exactly. Yep. If you are in a union that sucks and does not support you, Speak fuck up. them. Yeah, speak yeah. up. Don't tolerate it. Stand Call up for them yourself. Out. Stand up. Even if something's not happening to you, you need to stand up for your fellows as well. And whether you're union or non-union, don't don't let anybody take advantage of you. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to pull up the Wikipedia article for our gay of the day. Ah. Our gay of the day! Yeah. Her name is... Well, her name is Fletcher. She's a singer. Her full uh-huh. name is... Carrie Elise Fletcher. She was born March 19th, 1994. She is two years older than me. Nice. She is a singer-songwriter, and she's really dope. She writes a lot of, like, just good songs. They're mostly sad. Mm. I say sad. They're mostly about, like, failed relationships, which many people can relate to. Yeah, and that's important to, like be able to discuss those negative feelings i feel like we have an aversion to listening or indulging in media that like 
is sad and I think it's important to have those things so that we can process better exactly the reason why she is our gay of the day particularly for this episode is because she released a song Mm -hmm. and let's see if I can find out in 2018 called I Believe You which is basically her ode to the Me Too movement it's a really great song and just in the theme of this episode we believe you absolutely If you've got something to say and people to call out, call them out and call them out as publicly as possible so that they cannot run away. Yeah. Because clearly that's what needs to happen in order for people to even remotely be held accountable for their actions these days. Sucks. But she recently (laughs) released another album that's pretty great. It's called The Sex Tapes. Okay. Uh, My favorite song off of it is Silence, but it's a really good album. It's pretty short. It's, it actually doesn't say how long it is, but there's seven songs on it. It's really good. Highly recommend. And I've definitely heard of her. I just, and I've probably heard a song or two, but I'm just, when it comes to music, I just don't know what anything is. I just know it sounds great and I like what it's saying. <laughs> one of her most popular songs is Undrunk, and you might have heard that one, mm. but she's a lesbian and she's very pretty. Very nice. She was born in New Jersey. Jersey. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She's currently in Los Angeles. Oh, she lived in Nashville, Tennessee for a little while. That's the music industry, man. I could never. (laughs) No thanks. I don't care how badly I want to become a musician. I would cut off my left testicle before I lived in the South. (laughs) I don't have a left testicle, but if I did. You would do you, no question. I sacrificed <laughs> instantly. Oh man! But yeah, she made. She was on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Apparently, the sex tapes is about the aftermath of a breakup. Oh okay. She actively supports Glad the Trevor Trevor Project, and it gets better. Uh, Beautiful. And a quote from her is. I definitely identify within the LGBTQ community, but as far as putting a label on, like, gay, straight, bisexual, lesbian, queer, it's all in the family and spectrum, and sexuality and gender is not black and white. It's a spectrum that we all fall somewhere in the world on, and that's how I feel comfortable expressing myself, loving who I feel like loving and who I'm attracted to. I love that. Yeah. And that's our gay of the day. Yay! I think we're done. Cool. Cue the outro. Wait, stop. Don't cue the outro yet. Okay. Do you have anything to say? Anything like you want us to follow you on? Um, not yet, but stay tuned after I update things, then I can give you things to follow. <laughs> Sweet. I will add those to the outro once you give them to me. But until Sounds then. Sounds good. Cue the outro. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Diamond Blind. You can follow us on Twitter at Diamond Blind Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Diamond Blind Podcast. You can follow the host, Michael Cruz, on Instagram at Night Cruise Tailoring. Our wonderful co-host, Dejan Sickles, can be found on Twitch at Holiday Jacks on Tuesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays.